0: Oh, hello. I am Matt Williamson and your Pittsburgh Steelers just keep making little tweaks, little moves, you know, little contract cuts and extensions and signings. And I, I love the activity. And first off, I think we shouldn't confuse activity with progress, but I've liked every step of the way. You know, it's a, a new front office and they are staying very active. Not that it's not a collaboration with, you know, Mr. Rooney and Coach Tomlin, et cetera, et cetera. But what I'm talking about, of course, is Mitch Trubisky has been extended. And I think the deal is, it'll, it. I'm almost certain this is the deal. It's a two-year extension. So, he has this year and then they've added two years on top of that. Um, and from what I understand, it is… Putting him under contract for three years and a total of $19.4 million per NFL network, uh, Trubisky can earn up to $33 million over the length of the contract. So, there's obviously some incentives involved. I would guess, and I, again, have not seen this on noon on Friday yet, that you opened up some more cap space now, you know, because he was a decent-sized cap hit, whether you use it or not. Who cares? You you can still roll it over to next year. So, you know, creating some now doesn't hurt you one way or another. Does that mean that there's a linebacker or an edge rusher or somebody like that still on the horizon? Certainly could be. Um, But this is a move I've discussed with you guys a lot. And it's funny. I mean, if you go through the backup situations in the league, including Rudolph, the Steelers are top five in terms of best backups, And they still don't have an expensive quarterback room, despite having Rudolph under contract for one more year and Trubisky for three. You can still make trades if somebody's beaten down your door for one of them or injuries. Having extra quarterbacks or extra resources at quarterbacks makes all the sense in the world to me. I'm not suggesting this will be the case because I don't believe it's true, but Do we know Kenny Pickett is a star? You know, I mean, he could fall on his face in the first two weeks and be like, man, he does not look good at all. I don't think that's the case. But one year ago, I said, Mac Jones is out of the woods. He's a starting NFL quarterback. And I do believe the same for Pickett, but I don't still believe that for Jones. You know, things change is all I'm saying. Young quarterbacks struggle. And we're going to get to Pickett here in the second half of the podcast too. And it's good stuff, trust me. But I like this quite a bit. And it sounds as though – you know, you heard some rumblings with Rudolph. He won't come back. He feels like the team, you know, sold him thin, you know, sold him short. And that obviously wasn't the case or he wouldn't have signed a contract a couple of days ago. And Trubisky, you know, it, it sounds that he is feeling good about his role, not necessarily as a mentor, but as a high end backup that, you know, we'll probably see playing time, certainly in the preseason. And you know, quarterbacks get hurt, of course. So I think their quarterback rooms in a really good shape. Financially, talent-wise, maybe all three of them's best footballs ahead of them. Maybe. I mean, you can make that argument. I mean, I'm not saying they're going to turn into Pat Mahomes and Josh Allen, but uh, certainly pick it. And the other guys I thought were progressing. You know, Trubisky's best outing was when we saw him last. So, I think this is a really good move. Um, Invest in quarterbacks without, you know, breaking the bank. Again, cheap quarterback room. Makes a ton of sense in the world. Great insurance plus it's just assets. You know, you're just accumulating quarterback assets that other teams would like to have. And the more tape you put out of them in the preseason, maybe they become more attractive. I don't know. I mean, the trade thing is just something I'm throwing out there. You don't sign guys to trade them. But I just keep going back to there were 69 starting quarterbacks in the league last year. And I know Rudolph and Trubisky are in the top 69 on the planet right now and could have been used elsewhere, you know, so that's important. And I think you can win games with Trubisky. If Pickett, heaven forbid, gets hurt early on and misses the whole year or even it's a month, I look to Steelers and say they're still pretty competitive. I mean, so I like this quite a bit. Um, again, we've talked about this before. I mean, this isn't a new thing for me. Um, mentioned it quite a bit over the last couple months. Um, two little things that came out today from Pro Football Focus I want to discuss on the back half of the podcast. Alright, so Pro Football Focus put out a breakout player for every team and they put in a off season grade for every team. You know that obviously things aren't totally wrapped up. Steelers are making moves all week, but a lot of the haze in the barn in terms of off season moves around the league and they were pretty rough on grades, but they gave the Steelers an A and frankly, I agree. And here's what they had to say. Pittsburgh made several low key additions in free agency. That should help the team significantly from a year ago. Isaac Salamalo has earned PFF pass blocking grades of at least 77.4 over the past three seasons, which is very good. And people don't think of him as a pass blocker, by the way, but he might be better in protection than he is run blocking. And he's very good in both. While cornerback Patrick Peterson and linebacker Cole Holcomb should both be upgrades. I agree with that. Alan, adding Allen Robinson for almost nothing in exchange is a huge low risk, high reward proposition. Totally agree. I said the same thing after they did it. And here we go. Pittsburgh's draft was arguably the best in the entire league. Joey Porter Jr. was a natural fit, and they selected him in the second round, not the first, having already secured Broderick Jones. Keanu Benton should make an impact along the defensive line immediately. And as much as Darnell Washington may have always been overrated as a fringe first-round prospect at tight end, he is a steal at pick 93 in the third round. (laughs) I agree with everything they said there and you know, a a theme obviously is I've keep harping on this too. Big physical, powerful, tough demeanor. All these additions fit that to a T they're telling you what they're going to do. And I think the roster is in a lot better shape right now than when we saw it last on the field. So I mentioned everyone had a breakout player and Pro Football Focus, to their credit, goes very deep. A lot of them were a backup safety that's going to step up or, you know, a guard they like that saw 300 snaps, but this year might see 1,000. But the Steelers, they took Kenny Pickett, which is the name you want to see. Yeah, you know I mean, and the guy you want to step up, of course, is Kenny Pickett. And they may be higher on him. And this goes back to their stats, not their opinion they may be higher on him than any outlet I've seen. I mean, including some of you Steeler fans that think he walks on water, but here's what they to say about Pickett, which is very enticing. And again, these aren't necessarily opinions. This is just what their numbers reflect in their system and their grading system and all those things. Pickett was the first quarterback selected in the 2022 NFL draft. And while we got off to a slow start last season, he had a very promising finish to his rookie campaign. His 75.5 overall grade Ranked 18th amongst quarterbacks. That's for the whole season, folks. And he was among the best at the position during the last seven weeks of the season. Amongst the best. And here we go. In fact, he earned the second highest PFF passing grade during those seven weeks behind only Joe Burrow and ranked second in big time throw percentage ahead of the likes of Pat Mahomes and Burrow. Second. He also posted the lowest turnover-worthy play percentage in the league during that span. So, it might not shock people that the turnover-worthy stuff was low. And because we saw he didn't throw a lot of picks and valued the football, they ran the ball a lot. But I think what the biggest takeaway for me is he was second in big-time throw percentage. So, of the throws that came out of his hands, the percent of the ones that they rank big-time – which I don't know the exact parameters of that, but they're not screens and dump-offs and things of that nature. Kenny was at the top of the league, you know, during a basically a two-month stretch. Really promising. So, all good news today, I guess. Good way to top off the week. Um, Again, I keep saying this, but before you know it, the Steelers keep making moves, and I'll be at actually the OTAs. I want to throw that out there, too. I'll be at OTAs on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, each of the next three weeks. So I'll have to ask Bert and those guys down there what I'm allowed to talk about post, you know, afterwards, but I'm sure I'll have some impressions and watching these guys run around live will be a blast. So um, that'll be a big topic for the, the coming weeks here too, is what's going on at OTA. So it's never a quiet moment over and out. Take care. Have a great weekend.